You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Program uh, pertinence uh, punctuated. Pertinence uh, punctuated. Alhamdulillah. Starts off for Sheikh Choi Maida, a Medina University graduate, uh, Imam of a local musalla, a motivational speaker. Also, he's uh, there on uh, different platforms and hosting many, many shows on uh, Islam and many other topics. Uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, Jazakallah khairah for joining us on the platform, the Marqa Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And on your segment of Pertinence or Punctuated, how are you doing this evening, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida? Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners of Marqaz al-Sahaba this evening, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. I will say Alhamdulillah, Thumma Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala is taking care of us. You know, you can even see even this escalating uh, violence in the Middle East. So may Allah Ta'ala grant Jannah to all the martyrs and those that are Injured in this situation, may Allah Ta'ala make it easy for them, inshallah, grant them shifa, inshallah. And those that are sick, they're not well, may Allah Ta'ala also grant them shifa, inshallah. And uh, may Allah Ta'ala finally grant victory to the Muslimin and the Palestinians, inshallah. Amin, and Allah make it easy for all the, that are oppressed throughout the dunya and under the kosh of these evil conglomerates, evil leadership that are making uh, zulum on uh, people, innocent people, and making life uh, so miserable. And uh, Jazakallah for that uh, dua, uh, Sheikh. You know, on the segment, uh, you know, you and I have decided uh, to do some reflection, uh, do some introspection, and also reflect uh, on the reflections of the noble Qur'an. And something, you know, that uh, came to my mind was, uh, you know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, likened to a lamp, uh, whereas the crystal uh, signifies the cur- you know, the curtain by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, concealed himself from his creatures. The purpose uh, behind uh, this curtain is not concealment. It is rather because of the pressure to break out into the open. Thus, uh, you know, nur ala nur. Allah is nur upon uh, nur, light upon light. And that person that connects himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gets this nur radiating through him. The house that uh, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioned and where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name is taken, where the Qur'an is a read uh, 24-7, every member of the house reads the uh, Qur'an, nur ala nur, light upon light, Allah's light descends upon that. I want you to, you know, perhaps uh, with your own reflection, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, it doesn't matter what color you are, but when Allah's nur infuses in you, it shows, the brightness shows on your face, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida. I want you to elaborate a little on nur, ala nur, ya sheikh, light upon light. No, no, definitely, Sharp, you know, you always bring up the most uh, beautiful topics. I mean, that if we can listen very carefully and ponder about what is being said in this uh, program, really, it makes a lot of sense and uh, it guides us towards doing something right. And yes, uh, nur upon nur, sheikh, uh, is uh, what we should be actually looking for because, look, uh, Allah is nur of this heaven and earth, you know, so I mean, uh, we need to make sure we do something that is right in order to gasp up no. Remember, as you said, regardless of who you are, what color, where you come from, as long as you're a Muslim under the umbrella of Allah's no, definitely you, you'll be victorious. And as you said, more especially when it comes to the Quran al-Kareem, this is where the message of Noor comes from. 
So if we read the Quran with understanding every day, and uh, if you have issues and you want to get answers and you make dua, say, Allah, I'm opening the Quran, please show me uh, uh, the guidelines, you know, show me the light. Definitely, you open the book, Allah will make you go through the verses that actually will enlighten your situation and also give you the solution to that situation as well. So which tells you not, you got the nur of Allah with you as a Muslim. And I mean, uh, this nur, Allah guides you to whosoever wills to get that guidance. And how do you will to get that guidance, Shaf? It's only when you obey the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be in line with the teaching of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and do things right. Definitely this nur is going to actually be in front of you wherever you go, whatever you do, you have that perfect light that actually guides you and takes you towards righteousness and doing things that are righteous. Absolutely, uh, you know, and this nur, everything comes to us by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, we should not forget uh, that it was Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he is our role model and the eyes of the Quran wa atiullah wa atiul rasul. And you know, as we talk about many things, that the expression of uh, the uh, Quran is known as uh, uh, Um al-Kitab. I mean, it is uh, the mother of the book. Uh, this is the noble Quran which occurs in the, uh, when you read the Quran, you'll notice this is the mother of all books, uh, the noble Quran. And uh, the opponents uh, or those are, uh, you know, that uh, ridicule or those are that are against Islam and against uh, the uh, beautiful Quran or the noble Quran. And the opponents are reminded uh, that Islam's influence was uh, spread uh, to, to all uh, nook and every cranny and uh, every different part of uh, so Arabia. And this was done because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given uh, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu the truth in a world of darkness where he shone uh, like a bright light, like a nur again. And the darkness, this nur came and it brightened up the entire Arabian Peninsula. The people that were you know, heathens never believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, people that were barbaric, uh, people that uh, didn't have any discipline. Uh, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know, guided them, uh, reformed them, and made them, uh, you know, torchbearers for the kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. The same people who used to fight for each other for trivial reasons, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, made them take the message of la ilaha illallah to the four corners of the globe on those steeds, on those horses. They went, they rode, you know, they had the strength, they had the might, and they used that. He, you know, he took them and he guided them and that energy that he had, he put the energy in the right place. And then, alhamdulillah, it was these Arabs, these very strong Arabs that had the strength, that had the power to take Islam to the four corners of the globe. Perhaps oh, your thoughts on that, you know, Allah could have chosen any other nation to give this message of uh, the Quran, but he gave it to whom? He gave it to these Arabs because they were strong, powerful individuals. And when they accepted Islam, they did it with full conviction, uh, Sheikh Shreya Maida. You know, definitely, you know, you want to guide a nation, you go look for the ones that are heavy in mischief and uh, in uh, misunderstanding things. You know, I mean, uh, you must remember um, when Ibrahim wasalam, left uh, uh, Ismail wasalam, with his mother, you know, uh, and then came back and they're making dua, even after putting up the um, a place of worship, uh, Ibrahim made dua, Shafi says, uh, mm-hmm. Ya Allah, my dua is you bring about a messenger amongst the Arabs. 
so you can recite your verses to the people of the nation and then purify them and teach them the hikmah and the wisdom behind the book that you're going to send. So this was the dua of Ibrahim You know, generally speaking, you know, the Arabs are strong-headed, as you said, uh, and even Allah has mentioned in the Quran to say, Al-Arab kufran wanifaqa. The Arabs can be very hectic when it comes to mischief and even uh, uh, breaking the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is mentioned in the Quran. So who are the best people to learn and understand the oneness of Allah than those that can be great in mischief? So it was the Arabs. So Allah said, Nabi Muhammad actually, as you said, uh, took them out of Jahiriya, which was the darkness, into light. You know, where they were slaughtering baby girls alive. You know, I mean, just look at the chick in that. I mean, you want to kill the baby girls. Who are you going to marry tomorrow? Who's going to be the mother of the children tomorrow? If you're killing the uh, women, you know, when they're born. Definitely, that was actually kind of uh, ignorance that was there that actually you can actually spite, you can cut your nose to spite your face. So that was exactly what they did. But now coming with the nur of uh, Islam, we are allowed us in the Nabi Musa who became the role model to them, you know. And uh, role model to the entire universe, as Allah has mentioned, as even a message to uh, all of us. Uh, we've not sent you except to shower message to the entire universe. So you look at that altogether, Shah. Nabi Sallam, his way of dealing with things, his way of conducting business with them, the way he handled himself uh, towards them and around them, definitely made some amongst them to look at his qualities and character and say, you know what? This is the righteous man, and what he's saying is correct and is true. And yes, one by one, they started accepting the deen of Allah, seeing the light. And then you see, that is where it started happening. And then still more, amongst them, the people that believed him and trusted him, but to take his message, they could not take it. They could leave all the treasures by him, understanding that, you know, he's a sadiqal amin, you know, he's a very uh, trustworthy man, that you can leave anything, you know, as a man with him, and you find it intact. So everything was known, but only part was to accept the deen, just to come out of the darkness of Jairia and to be in the, in, in the light of Islam. That was what some could not even uh, uh, comprehend to do that because simply they made money out of the darkness. So also they loved the money more than they could love anything else, more than they could love their own life. So they chose to still remain on the side of the darkness so that they maintain uh, the pattern, the lifestyle that they had, but still, there's some Asha uh, from the elderly, like Abu Bakr Siddiq, as you who had a lot of money as well, but they turned and changed their hearts and became Muslims. You know, amazing. And there were some youngsters, Musa ibn Umayr, if you look, if you read the story as well, one lovely young man who comes from a very uh, proficient family, but, you know, understanding the message of Islam, said, you know what, I would rather trade everything that I have in this dunya just to get this message, because the message gives you the correct way uh, of actually uh, hope and happiness. I'll be happy in this world. And when I leave this world, definitely there's excessive happiness. So what is there to trade in what successes you have in this life, which are very limited and temporary, and you want to enjoy them lifelong. You can enjoy them in a short space of life. And sometimes you might work very hard and your successes will be celebrated and enjoyed by somebody else when you're gone. So he said, I would rather choose this deed. The light that is coming from me, uh, from there shining, me to the better place that I can be forever, and that is Jannah. So this is what happened, Shah. So if we can hold fast to the Quran and the message that is there, definitely is nur on our nur. It means it's light upon light, because the Quran is the light, you know, guiding us, taking us out of the ignorance, you know, and putting us into the state of understanding.
thing. And this understanding is the understanding of our Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in that understanding, it will guide us, show us the light of us on how do we please Allah ta'ala and what things angers Him. And in that way, we ought fast to all those things that pleases our Creator. And we do that as much as we can. And definitely, Shaf, this nation is one of one. Jannah will produce. May Allah grant us all, inshallah, Jannah. And we try by all means, inshallah, to adapt and make sure that this light that comes to us, it mustn't go off by doing good at all the time and make sure we stay on the righteous path, You know, Shaq, you say uh, many uh, uh, beautiful things there. And, you know, as you said, uh, the light, the nur. And, you know, when a child is born, the child is so beautiful, the lovely, clear, innocent eyes. And I know as they go through the tapestry of life and, you know, they get uh, uh, distracted and uh, suddenly, you know, that same beautiful face, the innocent face, and as it matures and starts understanding and it has the power of choice. And when you get that power of choice and you start making wrong choices, uh, that noor goes out of your face. Uh, that uh, The light that you have uh, diminishes and uh, you can see like a dusty look over uh, overcomes uh, those that blatantly disobey the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or maybe some of them are uh, meritorious beauty. You can see they get that by putting up makeup and all. But when they take that off, you can see that these are dull people. They have thrown away the beautiful gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them, the nur, the knowledge, the light. And, uh, you know, that comes with knowledge. And knowledge is light. Knowledge is power. Knowledge, the knowledge that brings you closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the knowledge that uh, makes you, you know, abstain from evil, and forbid evil, and forbid the wrong, and to fight oppression, that all goes away when you slowly but surely disobey the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You lose everything, and eventually that light within you diminishes, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. Your comment? No, no, definitely, you know, Shaf, uh, mostly I'll touch on that point, you know, not to be uh, disrespectful to our women. You know, you spoke about the makeup and the rest of that, you know, sometimes they overdo it, and, uh, you know, what is better, better than just to be in natural form that Allah has created you so that when a salah comes in you're ready at any time just to perform that salah you know then actually to put uh, that so much of makeup and also much foundation on your face at the end of the day you can't even read salah because if I go make I'm going to take out all this makeup from my face and I'll look ugly so I mean you look ugly and uh, you don't want to look look ugly but yet you want to please the people to see you beautiful and the one that has created and made sure you are uh, you're the most beautiful person and surface in, in the way created you you want to actually put him down you know just simply because you want those uh, that sees you during day to look at you like you're beautiful i mean you know ask yourself a patient you go home now when you take all the foundation is out and everything so who looks at you it's a lot is always there you know making sure he provides for you and making sure he maintains you know? <laughs> that beauty that is given. So yes, we need to appreciate that mostly, you know, to say, you know, let's not overdo things. You know, they certain times, yes, we want to do that, but not overdo it in the sense that it actually makes you miss your salah because there is a lot of uh, actually red tape that you think if you have to go make wudu, then there's a lot is going to collapse on you. So actually, actually, let's appreciate what Allah has given us. You know, Allah has given us the best, perfect beauty that we can ever have. You know, there's no doubt about it. You know, this rest of stuff that comes in now, we have to paint our faces, make it much beautiful. I mean, we're not in making it beautiful because, I mean, you paint it and you have to go take the paint again, go to sleep. I mean, it's just money that is going into waste. There's a lot of people that are suffering, people starving. 
you know, that we're buying for 500, 600 just to paint our faces. We can't take that money and give to some families that are starting that got nothing and actually get a lot of reward from that to see somebody had a meal. But yet we chose to go the other direction. I think we need to be pulling back. And, you know, and understanding that, you know, the nor of online is what we should be looking for but not to brighten the people that, don't even, that do not even appreciate us. You know, they look at us into that only one day and they go home, son, they start talking. Yo, did you see how much makeup was put on that one's face? Yo, that was too much. You know, people start talking ill and bad things about you and yet you spend a lot of money on that. So it's things we need to be thinking of. I mean, because remember, our, our children are watching us and are seeing what we're doing. So if our children are learning that once you put on makeup, there's no salah, then definitely the next generation is going to get lost completely because they wouldn't know what is right and what is wrong because they're learning from the parents. So let's do things right. You know, appreciate what Allah has given us, the beauty that Allah has created us. Let's appreciate. You know, I mean, don't worry about the people. You know, people are like that. They'll talk one day. The other day, they'll be good if you put to us and we'll benefit from you. So don't trust the people that will be talking behind your arm. But trust your creator a lot. I've created you and given you the best of qualities. So hold on to that. That is the nur. That is the light that is going to take you out of darkness and definitely guide you towards passing through the darkness into uh, the lofty places of Jannah. I mean, yes, uh, meritorious beauty. Beware of that. And these are all the handiworks of Shaitan. Well, Sheikh Shoyimaida, we are doing reflections from the Noble Quran and whatever we're talking is just coming through as we go through. And, you know, I recall the story of Ibrahim, I mean, of Nuh, alayhi salam. And I remember, you know, when the floods were coming up. And I, by the way, when Nuh, alayhi salam was building the ark, it was, uh, some say, 5,000 kilometers away from the sea. So when the people were just to pass Nuh, alayhi salam, they used to mock at him. They say, hey, are you right in your head? The sea is so far away. What are you knocking these nails and planks for? And he said, no, the flood will come and so forth. And, you know, when the flood did come and the ark starts sailing, I remember that uh, Salam's son, he called out. He said, no, come, my son. You know what? You, it's a dangerous time. He said, no, no, no. I'll take myself to the mountain and, you know, I will, uh, I'll be safe there. And whilst the ark was sailing and, you know, subsequently Salam's uh, son drowned. And the first thing, you know, when the ark um, landed and the waters were swallowed, and uh, Nuh alayhi salam was asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I said, you know, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my son is of uh, my family, and you know, you are, your, your promise is true, and ya Allah, you know what, where is my son? And response, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Nuh alayhi salam, most certainly your son was not of your family, and don't ask me about him, he was unrighteous in conduct, so don't ask me about him. Now, this is such a powerful statement, is don't ask me about him. Like, you know, we will be worried about, uh, you know, some of our uh, family members that were on the wrong path and did the wrong thing. And, you know, maybe we're getting an inkling a message here. So unrighteous sons, if you have unrighteous children, you better make them righteous now before it's too late, Sheikh Shoyimaiza. How do you read into it? You know, Shaf, uh, that was actually an amazing story, as you said. I mean, uh, I mean, 5,000 kilometers away from the sea, you get this call to say you need to uh, make an ark. I mean, everybody, you know, will look at you and say, okay, hell no, what are you talking about? You know, we have never seen water, not even a river. You know, you're talking about water, must, must make an ark, something is not right. You know, but yes, 
that was actually what is called uh, the issues of faith. You know, we, a lot, I would like to try to test you on your faith and on your belief system. So this was to test the people of their belief system in, in the thing that like, looks very fake that, you know, there is no anything. <clears throat> that was actually substantiating what no Ali Salat was talking about. But there is some, a few of them that says, you know what? If he's saying there will be a flood, Allah has taught him that we must make, we must, we must stand up and actually uh, manufacture this act. I think he's right. Let's do it. <clears throat> and Alhamdulillah, they stood up and they did, they did the work. Why some other people did not believe? Because, you know, it makes sense. If you have a lot of questions about your faith, you know, if your iman is questionable, definitely you look at it and say, you know, it will not happen. 5,000 kilometers away from the sea. You know, where is the water can, going to come all the way? Because now you don't believe that Allah can do that. So definitely you be there and left one side. The same way his son was among his daughter that mocked Ali, uh, no, Ali And he was saying, when the rain came in and the ark started selling, he called him, Ya Buna Yarkab Ma'ana. He said, my son, come, have a ride with us. You know, and the son looked at the father saying, As you said, you know, the son says, you know what? I'm going to go to the highest mountain and I'm sure I'll be safe from this water. And then Nuh Ali did say to his child, There is no protection today from the command of Allah. So, but the son went and actually he got perished when the water drowned. And then, as you said, Nuh uh, did say, you know, my son is among us, my family. And what happened in this case, then Allah said, don't ask me about that. He is not of your family. Your family are the ones that came with you, you know, uh, in that house or in that ride of the believers from the males and female believers. Those were your families. Everybody else that was outside was never your family. So don't ask on the things that you do not understand how it works. So in other ways, also, if you look at it, there was a good, actually, um, uh, lesson that came out of that. You know, it says... Uh, you cannot blame other people for other people's mistakes. You know, like in this case, you know, we always do like, like that as, as human beings. If my son is involved in drugs, it will be actually accountable. You see, that Sheikh Maida did not actually know how to handle his children. He didn't teach them how to behave themselves. So in this case, I mean, uh, do we say no, Ali Salat was some failed his child? You know, that he could not train his child to be a good child. You know, there's a lot of things, Chef. You, you know, you look the Quran teaches a lot of good things. I'll go on the other angle, Chef. We talk about the son and the father here. And we're talking the wrong path of the son. Let's go to Ibrahim, his father. You know, how do we say this? How do we put that? The father idol worshipping and manufacturing idols and making a living out of that. And his son, on the other hand, Khalilullah. You know, two opposite things, Chef, in one home. You know, father and son, two opposite things. The, fa the father is totally different, difficult, arrogant person that does not want to see the light. And the son is one that looked for the light and found Allah and became a khalil of Allah. So definitely we do not cast blames on other people based on the children or the family's failures. You know, everybody, when they reach the age of accountability, which is Bali, they start taking their own like, bodies. So he doesn't belong to you anymore. But as you said, child, that was the base one. 
we need to start training our children now. Make them good children. Show them the way. Teach them the Quran and the meaning of the Quran. Drag them along when you're going to make salah. Drag them along during fasting the month of Ramadan. They must learn that fasting. When you're going for Hajj or for Umrah, if you have access, take them along. Let them see and experience all these sunnahs. When you're doing Qurbani, get them along. Let them understand why we're doing Qurbani. Definitely, we are going to raise a nation that actually will lead by example because they know and they've seen these actions happening and follow it because they understood where it comes from and understood what it is. But if we cut out our little youngsters from all these activities, then definitely, Shaf, we are doomed. Our children will grow up with only healing of reading on the internet and they'll take it from there. They'll become muftis and doing fatwas and everything. What we want to do, I mean, without any proper guidance because simply we throw them without, into that deep end where we haven't allowed them to have some kind of uh, direction in life. So we need to start giving them direction so that when we close our eyes, they know the direction for them is just to take over from where we've left in the knowledge of giving them and based on what they've seen us practicing as fellow Muslims. You know, I was also thinking about, uh, I mean, you look at Luther Lee Salam where his uh, wife didn't bring iman on him. I mean, he was a prophet. I mean, imagine being uh, the wife of a prophet and you still don't bring iman on him. Uh, it's quite a difficult thing to understand, but uh, you can have everything in front of you. But if Allah doesn't give you, he dies. Because as he told Nabi Wasallam or Muhammad Wasallam, you convey the message. It is I, Allah, that will turn the heart, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida. And this is something that we should learn in life, you know, not because, oh, I'm like this and I'm like that, I can do that. Allah tells us straight, you give the message, it is in my hands, whether I turn the heart this way or I turn it that way, Sheikh Shwe Maida. No, no, definitely no, Shafa. You know, you reached that one very good point as well. You know, you talk about women. You know, let's look at another angle. You spoke about Lut, and his wife, <clears throat> who was a traitor, actually, uh, those people practice what you call LGBTQ, whatever mentioning. That is where it started transforming and the rest of that. And they enjoyed doing that nonsense. So that even uh, <clears throat> when the angels came to visit Nabi Lut, the wife actually traitor went behind his back and went and told the people to say, look, there's some nice, handsome men that are actually sitting there in the house. Please come and do what you have to do. And I mean, unfortunately, uh, Lut was always panicking, going left, right, saying, I don't know what to do. Until finally they said, you don't worry. We are not just ordinary people. We're the angels sent by Allah Ta'ala. And uh, they will never come near us. That you need to know more. But Allah has put an appointment time for them, which is super time. You know, that is going to perish them. If you count at the times, you know, since we're here, how far is it from here to reach our, our budget time? So you look and that's another angle. That and now look, let's look at another part. Come back to Africa, Shah. In Egypt, Fir'aun, He says, I am your Lord, the most high. You know, and he was on a top game when it comes to Kufri. He was the top most, highest in Kufri. You know, that actually, he did everything. You tell him something, you bring something else. You know, Allah brings a lot of... Uh, uh, trials to him and he says, no, Musa, it's you and your witchcraft that come up with this. Still cannot give up. And look at his wife. Asiya, alayhi salatu wasalam. You know, a tyranny is staying with a believer. And when Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, was cast in the river, when it served by Pharaoh's house, he was ready to do what he had to do, to, to kill Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam. But Asiya, alayhi salatu wasalam, because he knows such a handsome man. 
you know, I think let's take care of him. Let's nurture him. Because one day, this child might help us and benefit us. And I mean, definitely that's what happened. And not knowing that, you know, you know, Allah can wait. This way it comes again. You know, people can plan and plot at all the times, but Allah's plotting and planning becomes the best. Look at Musa alayhi salatu wasalam raised in the house of Fir'aun, and he's the one that caused the destruction of Fir'aun. So definitely, you know, there is a lot of, uh, you know, there's always two sides to the story, as we said. We spoke about Lut alayhi salatu wasalam and his wife, who was a disbeliever, and we speak about Fir'aun, a disbeliever, and his wife being a believer. So <clears throat> that shows you. You know, so you can never attach anybody's stigma to somebody else. You know, whosoever comes with stigma, they must carry it as their own burden, you know. And Allah has mentioned the Quran, Allah, no one will be able to be carrying anybody's burden. So you have your own burden. You do right, you have the best out of that righteousness that you have. If you do wrong, definitely you have to pay a price sharp. So we have to always be uh, in the position of doing right. And also at the position of actually attaining and obtaining the nur of Allah and let it shine us in our hearts. Let us brighten us so that we do good at all the times. And definitely where we'll be going is on a nur on our nur, which is Jannah to Fidal Shah. I mean, uh, Sheikh Shaykh whilst you're talking and my mind uh, flowing through uh, the importance of us, uh, you know, living a, a life of Islamic life and where you know, pure men for pure women and uh, pure women for pure men. And, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he promises uh, the believers, both men and women, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us our allies of uh, one another. Uh, they enjoin good, forbid evil, establish prayer, uh, prayer, pay zakah, and obey Allah and his messenger. As we say, wa'atiullah, wa'atiul rasul. Surely Allah will show mercy to them. Allah is almighty, all wise. Allah is uh, alimun. Hakimun and Alhamdulillah, you know, Allah has uh, promised the believing men and women, uh, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, uh, gardens uh, beneath which uh, rivers will flow, they will abide in it forever. They are delightful dwelling places, uh, places for them in the gardens of eternity. They shall, above all, enjoy good pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a great achievement. And this is it, you know, we should always endeavor and teach our children marry good men and marry good women stay in the house of islam do everything in purity you'll be happy both in the dunya and also in the akhirah no no definitely sharp what you said oh that just the bounties that allah has kept for the believers as you, as you said believing men and women lofty places in jannah everything that you look for you don't need to work hard you know you just desire for something is sitting there and all oh, this is just going to be nothing but an entertainment nuzulan min rahim an entertainment from our most high the creator allows one or just for being righteous so definitely you know everything you do will pay you you know you know there's nothing for mahala you know and when you do good definitely you get the best of that. Inna rahmatullahi definitely the mercy and the rahmah of Allah is with those that are righteous, that are doing good. So definitely if you want that be good, then the rahmah, which is the nur of Allah, is going to be upon you. And definitely let's do good at all the time, Shaf, and make sure that, you know, we remain uh, in this uh, level of doing good, as Allah says, you know, it's the walata mutunna illa wa antum muslimun. That is the checkpoint for us as believers. And make sure death does not strike you unless and until you are an uh, submissive servant to Allah. So that is a check uh, point that we must be having at all the times and knowing that we're heading to Allah. But final moment, just make sure 
when that strike comes, we must be on the righteous path, Shah. I mean, uh, Sheikh Shoaib, my uh, journeying, uh, journeying, having this journey from the Quran and, you know, some of the inspiration that came out and our reflection, Alhamdulillah, having an alim of your stature with me, uh, you know, really adds a value to uh, this segment. Allah bless you for it, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. Perhaps your parting words uh, this evening. You know, Shaf, as you started on this show, the Quran is a nur that is going to guide you and actually brighten you and guide you towards uh, righteousness, take you out of the darkness. So let's hold fast to the Quran, as Allah has mentioned, and let's learn from it and start practicing upon whatsoever we learn, inshallah. And definitely, all of us, we are going to go to Jannah in this Michael. That may Allah ta grant all of us as Muslims, Jannah to Shudas, inshallah, inshallah. Inshallah, Shaykh Maida. Have a beautiful evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for a break. When we get back, uh, Molana Salim Karima will be joining us.